The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times. That's right, turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And we're giving away $3,000 in our NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest presented by Corey Pinkston in Barking Dog Properties. Free to enter, just go to sportsgoingpodcast.com slash survivor. Hello and welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Gilbert, coming to you live from a beautiful night in South Philadelphia. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are things doing over there in Vancouver, Joel? Well, they were looking a lot better when West Virginia had a four-point lead, and I had the minus three and a half. They're kicking off after just going a touchdown. Twelve seconds left. Fucking Houston take two plays. One one play to get eight yards, and then a Hail Mary from, like, midfield. Uh, right into the end zone. Touchdown, Houston. That just sums up how my the shitty luck that I've been having in the college football i mean i i was kind of lucky to begin with even have the the chance for the cover because west virginia were down like 11 points halfway through the fourth so i, I shouldn't have been complaining but still it's it sucks when you're already counting your money <laughs> that, that shit happens and also hockey's not going great today either i mean yesterday was actually actually turned out okay but today has been pretty bad those those uh those early overs i called it did not really transpire um well the the, the, the the Red Wings, Devils won, thankfully, at a high-scoring third period. But, um, yeah, and then the Stars pulling it out and with the shootout. That was pretty sick move by Matt Duchesne. So th- those are, like, some um, some saving graces, I guess. But overall, pretty ugly Thursday. Yeah, I think I'm finally going to have a day in the green as long as the Golden Knights can beat the Sharks for my, for my parlay there with the, with the Knights and Stars. I, d- I did watch the Stars overtime and shootout. That, w- that was pretty good there. But yeah, Red Wings-Devils was the only over game tonight here on Thursday, of course. Devils scored empty net goal, and then Red Wings scored, I think, with 30 seconds left to uh, screw my puck line there. So I got, I got, I got cocked there right away. Um, I guess both, both both of our best bets lost, because you, you had the over in the Rangers-Sabres game, right? And when your best bet was the Devils? Was the Devils puck line, yeah. So, uh, Damn. Not, 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 not a good start for the two-man show there, but my Flyers, one, one, four, two. I did watch the first period of that one. They, they were looking good. Carter Hart was looking strong for the most part, and then you know it ended up being a pretty low-scoring game there. Um, and the Phillies, they win the series now. Phillies won the series, yeah, advancing to the NLCS. Very, very nerve-wracking game. A little bit too close, but I think it was a three-one final, I believe. Used pretty much every pitcher we could out of the bullpen, and mm-hmm. ended with one of our, our worst ones. He, he got the job done. So. Phillies are now in the NLCS. Game one is Monday, I believe, against the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. So Flyers undefeated, Eagles undefeated, Phillies in the NLCS. 
Joel Embiid was in the house tonight for the Phillies game. So everything's going well here in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, before we get to more into these games, make sure you are subscribed to the Hockey Given Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. If that's on Apple or Spotify. Make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, we've been seeing a bunch of uh, increase in our download numbers, so we appreciate all the new listeners, all the new shares, all that good stuff. So make sure you uh, turn out auto-downloads so you get the episodes in your feed as soon as they're released. You can beat the books before the lines move. Chris, make sure you check out the website, check out all the other shows, MMA Gillen Podcast with our boy Jeff Fox. So many NFL shows for this weekend. NBA starting back up again. So make sure you check all that stuff out. And make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. We're getting uh, content up there as the season moves along. And get in that get in that Discord, uh, sg.pn slash Discord. Get in the hockey channel. There's just, there's just conversation going on all day long about bets, about hockey, about other sports. It's like, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. Because like, in in our internal Slack, they're like, oh, make sure you guys get in the Discord, try to interact with people. But like uh, the Hockey Channel Discord is just naturally interactive. It's, I'm, I'm very proud of the, the community we've, we've grown there, and it's re- really fun to be a part of. So if you guys have not checked it out or if you're a lurker, you know, don't be afraid. Now is the time to join in because if you're going to join in like the middle of the season and you've been lurking, you might get, you might get more shit. But now it's early season. We're uh, a little bit more welcoming to newcomers, so make sure you guys get on board now. Uh, yeah. So Joel, any, uh, big takeaways from uh Wednesday night or Thursday night's action? We'll start with the Canucks and the Oilers. Um, probably, hopefully that's my worst bet of the season laying minus 150 with the Oilers to lose eight to one to <laughs> Vancouver. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Canucks got a little fortunate, uh, the, a few early goals. The Oilers were the better team early on, but yeah, it was all Canucks after that. I don't know. The Oilers just gave up or whatnot, but, uh, they, they did not perform after, uh, Basically, after 15 minutes of the first period, the Oilers just were the worst team. Um, and uh, another thing to take away is the Oilers' power play did not look exactly elite. And I think that's uh, has a lot to do with the improved Canucks power or penalty kill, which was historically bad last year. But uh, hopefully Rick Tockett and crew uh, have uh, fixed that, sorted it out, and we have a better penalty kill in Vancouver. Um but yeah, the, the main the main one I want to talk about is the is the Winnipeg Jets and Calgary Flames game, which um, ended four two for the Flames. Uh, but five they were, they were five, five three was final. Because yeah, it, it, I I had the under, I had the Jets. Both were just horrible bets. Oh, was it five three? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I know that they were like the Flames were tied with like a uh, minute forty left, and then. Uh, Elias Lindholm scored a nice goal right in front of the net after winning the uh, face-off, getting on the forecheck. That was that was a special goal there. But really, it was it was also a bad bet because the the Jets were the better team in that game, especially on the power play. They looked absolutely sick, um, and the the Flames were really just held up by a vintage performance by Jacob Markstrom, Jakob Markstrom. Um, who really just kept the flames in that game the whole way long, the whole game long. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like the opposite of what happened last year with the flames. Uh, when they had uh, all this bad luck happen to them, they had shitty goaltending. They, they hit so many posts and they, they couldn't finish, but this one is like all that regression coming up in one game. Cause the flames are thoroughly outplayed and yet still managed to win. And it, it was the opposite in so many games last year when I was betting the damn flames, they, they were the better team in, in most of them, and they, they still managed to find ways to lose. But here we go. First game of the season, now it all it all turns around. But that said, uh, I've come out of that game feeling a bit hopeful about the Jets. 
and a little bit more pessimistic about the Flames, even though the Flames lost in the, or the, the Flames won and the Jets lost. Because, uh, yeah, I, I loved what I saw from the Jets. They were the better team throughout. And uh, the, the Flames are kind of hanging on by a thread most of the game and uh, just fortunate to come out with the victory. Thanks to Markstrom, which, which is actually the one good thing about the Flames' performance is that if we get old Markstrom back, then a lot of that uh, poor performance can be masked by um, by an elite goalie again if he turns out to be uh, him once more. Um <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. Was say, isn't that like kind of a positive for both teams? Like the Jets played, I mean, shots were 37-22 Jets. Like the Jets played extremely well and still lost. And the Flames got outplayed significantly, uh, as you say. But, you know, Mar- Markstrom is the key to their season, I think. Like, like it's, you know, it's 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 okay. Is Huberto or Uyghur going to step up and stuff? But it's, it comes down to Markstrom. And I think him having a good, having a, you know, good game, even getting outplayed might be a positive sign. Right. Like, uh He's getting paid like he's the best player, basically. So, if he is the best player, then uh, that'll that'll mean a lot for this team going forward. But really, the the, the rest of the team's got to perform well too. I mean, I didn't see the Flames play that bad too many times last season. So, yeah, it's it's not encouraging. But again, it's the first game of the season. The Jets stormed out of the gate hot, and um, yeah, they, their power play like should have had at least a goal. I think they went 0 for 4 in the end, but. Uh, yeah, it was just Markstrom making ridiculous saves again and again. And he looks sharp, too. It wasn't just, like, fluky saves. He was uh, making keen movement. Um, he was tracking the puck. Yeah, just an excellent performance from Markstrom. But, I, yeah, I'm, I'm still coming out of the game concerned about the, the Jets as a whole. I mean, one more thing, though, might lead it to our next topic. But uh, Matt Coronado was, like, the only Flames forward who was really noticeable for me. Maybe because I'm just fucking watching for him for obvious reasons. But uh, he... He was actually uh, pretty pretty damn good throughout the game, um, and he's playing on the first power play unit, uh, so obviously he has the trust of the coaches, and he should after his excellent preseason. So, yeah, he, he impressed me, but a lot of the Flames were kind of meh, uh, especially the forwards. Not not a lot going on there, but yeah, long season to go. We can't take uh, too much away from just one game. Yeah, looking at the uh, natural stature report here, Coronado led led the team in, in shot attempts with six, uh, individual scoring chances with five, and individual high danger chances with with uh, three. So if if he keeps that going, he's definitely going to see uh, top six playing there. Yeah, before we move move more into that, uh, how about your abs? When uh, five two in Los Angeles, Kale McCarr, I think he had a goal and at least one assist. Uh, I was going to ask you in the Discord about this, but uh, did you see enough to maybe put a little bit down on him on him for Norris? Uh, yeah, I don't like that he scored and had an assist this early. I was hoping that he would have a slower start so I can bet him later on. Uh, but no, he looks like the, like two years ago. Um, but of course, he's had a long rest now, the whole full off season, because last year he's playing tired and hurt and all that. So it's a bit more excusable that he wasn't quite the same guy. But yeah, in the first game, from what I saw, I didn't, I didn't see the whole game, but um, I was kind of like keeping up with it out of the corner of my eye and a second screen, but yeah, he looks really good, but really Nathan McKinnon looks uh, absolutely insane right now. Uh, I almost want to bet him for the heart. Cause if he's playing like this, he's going to win the heart. Um, he was, he was everywhere. Uh, he's, this might be the best year of his career. I might just call that now. Cause he looks, he looks insane. Um, just flying down the ice, making smarter plays. Like he's not exactly known for his intelligence, but yeah, I think I, I think I did see a little bit more intelligence out of him. And Ratton, of course, two goals. Uh, he keeps getting it done. 
but uh, yeah, the Avs just um, they have you know I, I think they have the best top five. If you have the best top players in the ice with the top line and the Devon Taves, Kale McCarr pairing on defense, I think that they right alongside the Oilers anyway in terms of uh, the the best top five you can you can put on the ice at once. Um, and yeah, Georgia was good too. Kings were playing with. Um, just 11 forwards and 6D, so you got to keep that in mind because of the cap issues I think it is. Same yeah. thing going on with the Sens. So, yeah, it was it was it was a pretty close game uh, altogether in terms of like the, the stats wise, but uh, you could just tell that the Avs have a better better talent, better top end talent than the Kings, and that's what paid off to uh, get them the win. Yeah, I think three or four teams are actually going to have to go with that 11-6 due to cap restraints. Uh, and and yeah, I mean, the Avs having a good top five, top six skill players is great because that, that's who you count on when, and when the game is in crunch time. If you're up one, down one, tie game late, you put your best five out there, and they're probably going to be better than anyone else they play against. Uh, I'm still seeing McKinnon 12-1 for Hart as best you can get. And McCarr still up there for plus 240 for Calder. Obviously, it's – or for, for – for Norris. for Norris there, obviously it's still only a few nights into the season, but uh, yeah, let's get. I guess let's get into the Calder conversation a little bit. Uh, you said you saw uh, the odds change a little bit. I did, yes. Uh, you know, I was I was counting on I don't know history being on my side that uh, a player wouldn't become a minus three fifty favorite after he scores his first goal. But that's exactly what's happened after uh, Bedard. He, he he was still minus a one thirty five. Where whatever. are you seeing that? Because like I'm looking MGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, they're all minus one seventy five, minus one fifty, minus one sixty five still. Really? Okay. So well, I don't know if maybe that's a maybe that's a Canadian book that's no, leaning into that. No, you know what it is. Bet online. Um, they're notorious for moving odds really quickly. Like if they got a bunch of money or something, they're just going to move the move the line really quickly. So I guess I didn't I didn't do my due diligence then, but still, like uh, that that's a book that's getting a lot of money for, in these award markets, and and they are notorious for for moving these odds really quick. But still, um, they, they they didn't move him after the first night, even though he looked he looked great. It was just after he scored that goal. I guess everyone just started pouring money in it or whatever, and. Uh, yeah, I, I like I said, I like December, January. Okay, if he if he's clearly dominating, he'll be minus three hundred, minus four hundred. I didn't think it would happen in fucking October twelfth. <laughs> so that kind of uh, it might it might um, I don't know shift my mood and as to how to approach this market. Uh, I mean, I might just keep betting against him and, and finding other guys who are coming up. But he looks so good that it it might just be a, a an exercise in futility because. Mm-hmm. He's getting so much love from the media and and the market, and the uh, you know the voters are going to be seeing his games all the time because they they put him on um you know the first two games for a reason to get an yeah. exposure. Like the Blackhawks wouldn't be playing on both Tuesday and Wednesday if uh, Bedard was not on the team. So yeah, it's it's a it's an uphill war if you're betting against him for Calder, but uh, I might just have to die on the, on that um. On the, not die on the hill. I'm gonna die at the bottom <laughs> of the hill, trying to get up it, because um, that—that's how it feels right now. But yeah, it's just something that we'll, we'll monitor going forward. Um, yeah, if, like he's 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 doing it all himself. Plus, Taylor Hall just got injured, and he's yeah. gonna be out for four, six, eight weeks. I don't know. It's week to week now, so he's gonna lose probably his best forward um, teammate. So. That 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 can't help. Um, but he's getting so much ice time that he's he's gonna get 
he's gonna get stats yeah. regardless because he's always he played like the whole, almost the whole two minutes on the power play. Like how how can anyone fight this? It's like uh, it's 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 tough. But the, the more he plays, the more chance he gets injured. So that's that's another thing to keep in mind too. But yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting to follow this market. Definitely definitely one of the more interesting ones, though not one I'm more confident in winning money on. Yeah, like looking at the Blackhawks roster, like Hall was really all they have to to pull with them. I'm not sure who they're going to put on that line. Donato is even a stretch to be on his other wing. Maybe they'll move. Could they move Corey Perry or Nick Foligno up to give him like a, a veteran <laughs> presence? Could, could they, are they like half his speed though? And they, like double his age. So we'll, we'll see what they do there. But yeah, he, like you said, he's creating offense. He had five shots against the Penguins, six shots against Boston. These are two you know, not great defensive teams. They're two two good teams. He had six individual individual scoring chances, five, uh, three high danger scoring chances in in both games at five on five. That's not even including his power play time. So yeah, th- this kid. I mean, it's it, it's two games. We see the hype, but this game kid does appear to be uh pretty pretty much for real so far. Uh, is Bet Online have they moved like other lines as well, or like is like Coley like still eight to one and Hughes like ten to one? They moved like a dollar down. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like Fantilli went from like eight to 10, Cooley from nine to 10. Um, well, Fantilli might be gone to 11, but yeah, it was just like small movement there that, but everything went to Bedard. So every, everyone else got just pushed down a little bit. Um, except for Coronado, he's slowly rising up the, rising up the board there, which is good to see. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that's even, you know, th- that's good info though. Seeing, seeing like one of the more, you know, books that takes a lot of money on this market stop almost doubling his price at this point to minus 300 so you know he's still it's still a decent enough price at most legal books so maybe keep an eye if, if those move a little bit but yeah bedard he has the narrative and, and like we've we've said pretty much all offseason unless he gets hurt or someone just has an insane season it's, it's going to be his to lose yeah it's 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 us versus the media what else is new <laughs> yeah, yes sir uh, all right. Uh, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy as well. Ten lucky players will win $10,000 each. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring you bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped's all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code SGP for 20% off plus free shipping. You know, it might be spooky season. We don't want to scare people away with a scraggly beard. Give them something to look at instead with Manscaped's Handyman. Uh, it's for wet or dry use. You can bring it anywhere. Compact design, airplane friendliness. It's the perfect travel tool for on the go. And it's a, it's a cordless trimmer. It has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. So no more drawers full of extra add-ons and collecting cobwebs. Uh, so get 20% off in free shipping with code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code SGP for a look as sweet as candy and get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. Um, all right here. You ready to move on to uh, the two game, big two-game slate on Friday, October 13th, right on the 13th there. Let's go. 
Uh, all right, we got two games, both at 7 o'clock, uh, kicking off with a Metropolitan Division matchup down there in D.C. We have the Pittsburgh Penguins at the Washington Capitals. Uh, Capitals are home dogs here, plus 100. Penguins are minus 120. Uh, over under six and a half, minus one over is minus 105. Under is minus 115. Uh, what do you got here for the uh, Capitals season opener at home? First of all, why is there no night game here, at least on the West Coast? It's 2, two I, I, 7 p.m. I, 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 I don't Eastern know. Time. And, like, and like tonight, there was, what, 8 o'clock games and nothing until 1030. So it's NHL. At least there's one game, but it's the fucking Sharks playing. So who wants to watch that? <laughs> But this yeah, one, they, like Friday night, you got nothing on at, uh, at night. That makes no sense to me. NHL is too busy patting themselves on the on the back for their one night this season where every team's going to be playing. Oh yeah, there's a frozen frenzy. They got mm-hmm. the NHL red zone going yeah. on. Uh, anyway, for this game, uh, I love the Penguins. Penguins are uh, a team that I'm kind of mid on, but uh, the Capitals are a team I'm, I'm heavily down on. So. I'm, my line is only minus 130, but I, I think after that loss to the Blackhawks, uh, I know the Penguins didn't look great, but I think that, that a lot of that had to do with just uh, yeah, a bit of rust, but now having a game under their belt and the Capitals coming in fresh, you know, it's a home opener and all that, but still, in rivalry game, the Penguins will be up for this one, and um, they just have so much more talent, especially at the top end of the lineup. The, the power play looked decent. In what I saw of the game, uh, Carlson, he, he he was responsible for at least one goal against, maybe two, um, which is not surprising. Still couldn't get us the over, though. But uh, he looked uh, just, just fine offensively. So, yeah, I think the Penguins will, will, will get some goals here. So I, I, I like the Penguins, and I like the over. I mean, I'm going to be betting these Penguins overs, and if you're getting me over 6.5 at a, a cheap number, minus 105 here, I think that that's a bet. Uh, Penguins... They're just they're just a much better team right now. And Jari actually looked he was actually uh pretty good, I thought, against the Blackhawks. He kept them in the game for for stretches. Um maybe one one or two weak goals, but still the Blackhawks were, were feasting on them in their zone, so you can excuse them a little bit. But no, I just don't like what I'm seeing from this Capitals team in terms of uh the roster. So yeah, I, I like the Penguins quite a bit here and uh as well as the over. Yeah, apparently this game is at 7:30, so DraftKings just uh, oh, throwing me under, oh. under the under the bus again here. But it's yeah. still, still not a late game. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, I mean, pretty much everything you said. Like, the, like I feel like the Penguins having a game under their belts outweighs the Capitals' home ice advantage of, of the home opener and everything. And the Penguins are just a much better team. We we talk about these teams in the same team preview episode. I mean, Pittsburgh has playoff aspirations. Washington is pretty much just focusing on, you know, getting Ovechkin to that goal record. So, yeah, I love the Penguins here. I, I wanted to ban the Penguins after losing to the Blackhawks, but you can't. Min- minus 120, I think, is a way too low of a line. Even the puck line, plus 195. I could see the Penguins, you know, they, they they see they can't take anything for granted here, losing to the Blackhawks. Like you said, Tristan Jari played pretty well. Um, I'm not sure how Kemper's going to fare for, for Washington in that. And, yeah, I, I like the over as well, over 6.5, minus 105. Blockhawks were 0 for 3 on the power play against the Penguins, including a four minute, I believe. So, like, I have to think the Capitals would, would go at least 1 for 3, 1 for 4 in the power play. So, that's a goal, a few goals there. Blockhawks scored four against them. One was an empty netter, maybe two empty netters, but, you know, still, no, one empty netter. So, I think the, the Capitals can probably get two or three. Penguins should be able to put 
put up uh, four or five here. So I love the Penguins minus 120. I already bet one unit on that, but you know I might add some or might add half a unit to, to the puck line or something. And yeah, I, I like the over here as well. Over six and a half minus 105. All right, then the other game actually at 7 o'clock is the Arizona Coyotes at the New Jersey Devils. The game itself is in Newark. Devils are huge home favorites here, minus 258. Uh, Devils on the puck line, minus 105. Coyotes are plus 210 in their opening game on the road here. Uh, their puck line is minus 115. Over under is 6.5, uh, both paying off minus 110. This is this is similar to the Thursday night's game with the Devils, where you, know, you, you think they're going to win, but... Can they cover the puck line? I thought they'd be able to do it uh, against the Red Wings. They they weren't due to a last minute goal there by Detroit. Who you know I was reading on Twitter, looking at the stats, like the Red Wings may have outplayed the Devils. Red Wings outshot them 35 to 27. Now it's going to be a back to back. You know I, I can't imagine that causes too much fatigue. Maybe that's even better for the Devils right now, coming off you know a tight win over a bad team, so they're not going to you know look past the Coyotes here. Coyotes looking to looking to start their campaign strong. They got Logan Coley, who they think is the best prospect in the league, which which he's not. I mean, he, he's pretty good, but he's, he's not the best. Um, maybe plus 210 is worth it. Uh, I, I don't have a play for this game as of yet. I think if I had to make a play, it would be like, probably just go back to the well with Devil's Puck Line or Devil's Team Total and, and hope they can put some, put some goals on the board against the Coyotes. But uh, probably the better bet would be the over six and a half at, at minus 110. I can see both of these teams putting up a few goals. Right. The best, the best situation for a coach is your team wins the game, but you look like shit. So you have something to – to uh, coach the boys up. This applies especially to college football and all that because, uh, you know, th- those guys are more um, susceptible to emotional um, manipulation or whatnot. But uh, even even in the pros, I think it, it means something that, you know, you you play a shitty game, but you still get the win. That That's uh, ideal ideal scenario, which is which is what's happened here. The the Red Wings did outplay the Devils. Um, it's only because of Jack Hughes doing some some good some good shit offensively scoring a couple goals. Good for him. Um, but he also did a dumbass penalty. Like just whacked a Wallman uh, after Wallman kind of like sat on him or whatever. It was, a, it was a stupid slashing penalty. That That's what tied the game up at two uh, in the third, late in the third. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you in terms of betting on the Devils here. They are just a far superior team. We know the Coyotes are, are all, I wouldn't say elite, but excellent maybe is the word you'd use, at home, but on the road, less so. Um, and then, yeah, the Devils, I think, are, are in a good spot here after playing yesterday. It's early in the season. They're not going to be tired, so the back-to-back doesn't mean as much. Plus, they played Banachek yesterday or today, whatever day you want to look at it as. Um, but so they all have Aiden Hill or Akira Schmidt, rather, in net. For this one, who is uh, at least as good as Vanacek, I think, and certainly has more upside. So, uh, yeah, I like I like the Devils in this one. I mean, my my line is only well, it's minus two seventy, so it's actually uh, yeah, there's an edge there as well. So, yeah, give me the Devils here. Um, you can do regulation puck line. I don't even know if you want to do the money line this early in the season. I did that with the Stars segue today because I took the shootout to get it done, but. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing that too often early in the season until we get more data about these teams. But yeah, I think you got to play the Devils here. Um, yeah, the, the 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 total, it's a Devils game. Coyotes, yeah, they were they were they were 
you know, scoring goals, conceding a lot of goals last year. So I guess I lean to the over. I haven't played it, but stronger plays. He's on the devil's side here. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, we have a, a big slate on Saturday. Before we get to that, make sure you check out SGPN Second Chance Survivor. If you're already knocked out of your NFL Survivor poll, we got you covered with SGPN Second Chance Survivor, presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. There's $3,000 up for grabs. Winner take all. Start NSL Week 7. So sign up now, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash survivor. And check out Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every bet, uh, broken down every bet with historical stats and data. You can enter any parlay into Hall of Fame Bets. Parlay optimizer told to get rates broken down by leg and an expected probability for the whole parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot, which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data different parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, so yeah, we got, got, got our first uh, Saturday of the season, 14 games here. We're not going to run through every single game, you know, in detail too much because it, it's, it's so early in the season, there, there's not really too much to go off of, so we don't want to say bets or picks we're, we're going to you know, give you advice for if we're not actually betting it ourselves. But we'll, we'll kick things off here at the 1 o'clock slate. We have the uh, Philadelphia Flyers at the Ottawa Senators in the Claude Giroux battle here. The uh, game itself is in Ottawa. Senators are minus 185. Flyers minus or plus 155. Over-under at 6.5. Both paying off minus 110. All right, Joel, tell, tell me here why the Flyers are an awful bet. Because the Senators... Uh... They were as good as the Canes in that in that first game, you know, at least through most of the game. I mean, the, the Canes kind of came out strong later in the in the game, but I think the Sens, uh, you know, they matched them skate for skate, puck for puck, shot for shot, uh, until uh, you know a couple fluky goals towards the end. Although they weren't exactly fluky, I mean, it was Corpus Allo just just playing like shit towards the end, but he did also save a penalty shot, so credit to him for that. Um, but yeah, I think that the Senators are just. Uh, an excellent team here. I think that they should be higher than than two dollar favorites here. They're their own home opener, coming off that loss. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, my only have my it's only minus one eighty for me in the rankings and the ratings, but I think that 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 that'll, that should go up, and that will go up because the the Sens will beat the Flyers here. I know that the, the Flyers looked okay against against the Blue Jackets today. I haven't really looked deeply into that one. I don't know if you saw any of it, but it looked like a fairly even game. Um, yeah, I think the Senators just a much better team here at home. Flyers coming up north. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's got to be the Sens here. I also like the over, though, six and a half. I mean, Copersaw, like I mentioned, looked like shit. Uh, and, and the Flyers goaltending is not exactly uh, – eh. we'll see if Carter plays. Um, like I said, I didn't, I didn't see the, the Blue Jackets game today, but I still don't, don't, don't trust their defense enough to, to uh, protect Carter Hart if he starts this one. So, yeah, I, I like the over, and I like the home team here in the sense. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I watched the first period of the Flyers game. I mean, they, they had plenty of good shifts in the offensive zone, but, like, at the same time, it's it's the Blue Jackets. Like, you, you can't take too much from that. And, yeah, Ottawa, you know, did play pretty well against Carolina. Carolina did end up having the expect having 60% of the expected goals for, but we know how, you know, that may be kind of slanted a little bit with the, all the Hurricanes' outside shots. But the Hurricanes did have some... uh 
shorthanded goals, power play goals there uh, against the Sens. But yeah, I mean, the Flyers should probably be bigger underdogs than plus 155. Um, I, I did, I, I threw half a unit on the Flyers just to keep drinking the, the orange Kool-Aid here, but I would not really advise anyone to take that too heavily. Uh, the Sens are probably the, the, the much smarter bet, but yeah, uh, I mean, like you said, the, uh, Probably best bet is the over six and a half at minus 110. Uh, the Sens kind of look like idiots for trading away Philip Philip Gustafson, who had a shutout tonight against the Panthers, while uh, you know now now paying Corpusalo, who did not look great against Carolina. So yeah, I think this could be you know uh, pretty much an open game, uh, open afternoon Saturday hockey. So yeah, give me the over six and a half here at minus 110, um, and then going down to the four o'clock slot. You have the Florida Panthers at the Winnipeg Jets. Game itself is in Winnipeg. Got to pick them here, both at minus 110. Uh, Over-under is at 6.5, overpaying off minus 120. Under is at plus 100. Uh, I, I love the Jets here. I love the Jets here at, at minus 110. I feel like they should be bigger favorites. Both teams have a game under their belt. The Jets went on the road and lost in Calgary despite outplaying them, like, like, like you talked about earlier in this show. Panthers have yet to score a goal, losing, I think, 3 nothing up there in Minnesota. So I think you know, the Jets having that good game under their belt, you know, not getting the win. They're going to be hungry coming back home. So I actually put two units. This is my first two-unit two unit play of the season so far is the Jets minus 110. I love it. I'm glad you brought this game up. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, the Panthers, they did. They didn't even score a goal against the Wild. I mean, you, you mentioned Gustafsson playing well, but still, the Panthers did not exactly uh, impress me offensively or defensively, for that matter. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, the, but the Jets, meanwhile, this is the game I really watched. I've mentioned it before with the Flames. They looked absolutely electric. And uh, yeah, then Hellebuck kind of let them down a little bit, but uh, I don't think that the goals were that that terrible to, to just, uh, you know, Throw him under the water for signing that new new deal. And uh, speaking of which, uh, Mark Shifley scored after signing that new deal. So, yeah, Jets here, I think, is the play. Um, lean to the over, though, at, at six and a half. I, I think the Panthers' offense is, is too good to be shut out two games in a row. And their their defense, meanwhile, is is not exactly going to keep them in it. We mentioned all the time they're, they're missing Montour and Ekblad. And uh, the rest of the guys aren't exactly... Uh, Ray Bork. So yeah, I, I like I like the Jets and the over in this one as well. Um yeah, interesting. There's been a lot of power plays today on, on this Thursday, but not a lot of uh converted power plays. So that's that's uh un- unfortunate for us with the overs, but hopefully we'll get some more power play points in, in uh these these two early games on Saturday. Yeah, earlier today uh, I you know looked at the, every game's power play goal so far because I thought about just you know just taking some power play goals over one and a half because we're seeing a lot of penalties but like it's only hit in like one or two games each day so it's not even like worth round robbing it but yeah i I would co-sign the over here as well i think both teams you know aren't great defensively and you know have have the ability to score Uh, i think we're skipping over this preds bruins game in boston bruins are just big favorites at home probably probably gonna win but not necessarily gonna lay the juice there um and then next game, though, is the New York Rangers at the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Rangers are minus 200. Blue Jackets at home, plus 165, over under six and a half. Both pretty much playing off one, minus 110. 
Uh, I bet the Rangers here on the puck line. Rangers went up there into Buffalo and just, you know, spoiled the home opener for for uh, a Buffalo team that had high hopes for this season. Now they're going into Columbus, who have no hopes for this season, coming off a loss to the Flyers, who were expected to be uh, worse than them this season. So, yeah, I think the uh, Rangers puck line, I got it plus 130. I think that's a, it's a solid bet. Not sure if you have any thoughts on this one. Not really. Um, I mean... I don't know what we, it's hard to uh, it's hard to project with when a new coach comes to town. You know, Peter Laviolette, you gotta you gotta throw away a lot of the stuff you already know about the Rangers because they had Gerard Gallant the past couple of years. So yeah, new coach coming into town, it's it's a uh, it's an unknown quantity. Same thing with the Blue Jackets; they got their assistant coach stepping up after the Babcock fiasco. So these are two unknown quantities, I think, for the most part. Um, impressed with the Rangers from what I saw in the in the Sabres game, caught the third period there. Um, they did they just shut the Sabres down. Um, yeah, I I don't really have any thoughts on this one. I probably have a bet eventually, but uh, as of this point, I I got I got nothing. Nothing really screams out to me. I I might just lean to the Blue Jackets, honestly. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know why. <laughs> pure pure gut play uh on the on the blue jackets but uh no i haven't i haven't bet anything here and i have no idea if i'm going to yeah i've seen multiple different rangers fans and a few of them reached out to me and said you know how much they love lobby behind the match it's, it's obviously early uh lafreniere op- opened the scoring for them this season so you know what maybe, maybe the lobby effect is is gonna uh have an impact there uh, next game down is the Blackhawks at the Canadians. I don't think either of us have a really strong play there. Maybe, maybe the over, if anything, if you want to watch two young teams go at it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the over is, is a look there. I mean, I don't think that we'll see the same kind of uh, performance we saw from Razik and Pittsburgh. And um, yeah, the, the Canadians, they're going to be an over team throughout the year. Same thing with the Blackhawks too. Like they just have such a bad defense and they're, they're going to be relying on their power play and the new stud center. I don't know if you've heard of him, Connor Bedard. Um, oh, so yeah, oh, but, oh, Bedard. I'm going to have to write that name down. Yeah. That guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, once again, I lean to the over here uh, at, at six, six is like a, the new yeah. five and a half, right? It's, 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 uh, it's hard to play an under six these days in the NHL. Though not today, apparently. Today there's been a, a few low-scoring games, but whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, lean to the Canadian side as well. They, they they impressed me against the Leafs. They'll have a few games off here, or a few days off, rather. And, uh, yeah, lean to the Canadians, lean to the over. Haven't bet either yet. Yeah, I, I did grab the over six at minus 120. The only other total on the board is six and a half at over six and a half plus 100. So grab the over six uh, if it's still there for you guys. And yeah, I, I would also go with the Canadians here if I, if I had to pick a side at minus 130. That feels low. And apparently you can get the Blackhawks plus 125 elsewhere. So that'll likely be on the move. Uh, all right, then the next game here is the Minnesota Wild at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, let me see if I have – I don't think I have a play on that one. Wild were well, – kind, kind of surprised me tonight beating the beating the Panthers 2-0 at home, you know, going going into Toronto after that kind of collapse and then come back by the Leafs. I don't know if I would really advise betting anything as of now. Right. I have no thoughts in this game whatsoever. I mean – Sides, it's, it's pretty bang on. Um, and the total is just uh, we got one massive under team against one I expect to be a massive over team in the Maple Leafs, given their defense and how poor Samsonov looked in the first game. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's what do you want? You got an elite goalie and he impressed in his first game against uh, Samsonov, who goes up and down um, and was bad in his first game. Plus, we got one great defense with the Wild and one bad defense with the Leafs. So it's it's just uh, caught in the middle, I guess. So I nothing nothing on this game. We'll see where the line goes, but uh, as of now, I got nothing on it. All right, next up, I think we have a game. We have something to talk about here. We got the uh, 7 o'clock slot, Calgary Flames at the Pittsburgh Penguins. Game is in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's a round to pick them here at DraftKings. Penguins has minus 115, Flames at plus minus 105. Over-under is uh, 6.5, over slightly favored at the minus 115, with the under at minus 105. Uh, what do you got here for the Pens on a back-to-back? Well, I'm assuming they're going to be playing Jari on Friday, so... Uh, it should be, um, I don't know who their fucking backup is now, but uh, it'll be whoever their shitty backup is. It's not uh, It's not Matt Murray anymore. Oh, it's Nadalkovich. Nadalkovich is there? Yeah, apparently. Oh, okay. All right. Well, he's not terrible, I guess, but he's, he's not He's not Tristan Jari. Well, we'll see if we get Carolina Nadalkovich or Detroit Nadalkovich. Right, right, right. Yeah, he was, he was well, Carolina kind of makes every goalie look good. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah, I think that the uh, the Flames are the bet here. Um, they were a good road team last year. Uh, and, yeah, like what I saw out of Markstrom impressed me enough that I can believe in them. Coming on this road trip here, having a, a, few, a couple days off in between uh, the Wednesday game and Saturday here. So, yeah, getting them at a minus 105, I think, I think is the play. I mean, the Penguins going to be going um, to Washington and then back up to Pittsburgh. Not a great spot there, playing the rival. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Flames will be uh, sitting in town. Hopefully they travel there nice and early on Friday, getting ready, while the Penguins are still battling it out against their rival. So, yeah, I, I like the Flames here quite a bit. No real play on the total. I know that, hmm, I mean, I want to bet Penguins overs as much as possible before the line goes to seven all the time. But after seeing how pitiful the Flames' offense was, but how great – Markstrom was. It makes me a little cautious, so I, I'm gonna stay away from the total. But I, I really like the Flames here as a, as a road. Um, <laughs> you can't call them a dog, really. A road I pick them. They, they, they are a dog, though. At other books, uh, Fanduel has plus 108. Uh, Canby has plus 107, with the Penguins at minus 130. That line just really confuses me. I'm, I'm right there with you on the Flames. I got them at, at the plus 108. Yeah, I think they're, you know, arguably the better team and we've, we've seen, you know, they, they, they got Mark Markstrom is a better goalie of Pittsburgh on a back to back. So yeah, I think Calgary here as an underdog is, is definitely the play. Right. I think people are just betting that based on what they saw from the flames on Wednesday, but they're not thinking ahead. They're not thinking that uh, penguins are going to play Jari on Friday and they're going to play Natokovic uh, on Saturday and then the line will go the other way. It's like, yeah. this stuff is pretty predictable in the end, but yeah, flame flames for me. But yeah, keep an eye out though uh, on a Friday morning to see you know if there's a confirmed goalie for the Penguins and if it they if better not play Nadalgovich on a rivalry game. I hate that shit. Remember we had this this conversation. But maybe before. they want to play. Maybe they want to play Jari at home Saturday night. You never know. Uh, he already had his home opener shit. So yeah. no man, you gotta gotta preserve the rivalries. That that's what's lacking in the NHL right now. You can you know you can have all these sick stars making their sick moves and whatever. All these young guys doing their thing, but uh, at the end of the day, it keeps the guys coming back. Cause the the big hits and the big fights and the and the rivalry games. So, yeah, that's why I want to see teams playing their best players, their best goalies against their most hated foes. 
Yeah, I, I agree there. All right. Ne- next up, we have a, another game here. I think we'll have a very strong play for. We have the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning at the Detroit Red Wings. We've got an Atlantic division game. Talon always says how important these division games are. Uh, the line is still a pick 'em. Uh, I mentioned this. What was it? Wednesday night we were doing a look ahead, and we got a classic what out of Joel for that one. So it's still a pick 'em. Over under is six and a half. Over is minus one twenty. Under is plus one hundred. Uh, how heavy have you hit the Lightning money line so far? Uh, yeah, pretty heavily, pretty heavily. Um, and I'll probably hit it again as long as I don't move this line. I'm gonna keep it betting the Lightning because you know you could say, oh, it's Jonas Johansson who was who was pretty bad as expected on Tuesday, but the lightning looked, looked pretty sick, especially on the power play. And, uh, Hedman looks, you know, he looks pretty good actually. Um, better than he did for most of last year for sure. And, um, yeah, Kutrov made some sick moves and all that. Like it's, it's, it's the lightning, like the red wings, you know, they're kind of impressive against the devils, but still they, they, they make a bunch of dumb plays defensively still. And that's why I like the over as well. The over six and a half here. I don't know. If it sounds like, like fucking Joel public here once again, <laughs> um, with all these overplays, but come on, like the, the, these games are set up that way for the most part, especially early on in the year, but no, mostly, mostly. Yeah. Just all over the lightning here at, at, at a pick Um, maybe it's the, it's the Steve Eisman factor that is uh, oh, keeping this line man. down. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. And Derek Lalonde, of course, too. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely strong lightning here and pretty strong over as well. Yeah. I mean, even if it was like a back-to-back for the lightning, I feel like I would still take them minus 110 here. Uh, the lines on the other books are, you know, lightning up to minus 120, minus 126. So you could see this line move. So, you know, if you're listening and it's still minus 110, Probably hit that. Uh, yeah, this is another two-unit play for me, along with the Jets from earlier. I mean, much better team. They're, they, they've already won this season. Red Wings have lost. It's going to be their home opener, but they shouldn't be. It should not be a pick in between the Lightning and Red Wings ever, even with even with Jonas Johansson as the starter. Um, I guess it, it is a, the first half of a back-to-back for the Lightning, so they might start their, their backup, who is somebody I hadn't heard of, uh, Matt Tompkins in this one. Um, I'm not sure who they play on Sunday. Let me check that real quick. Um, but they play the Senators at the Senators on Sunday. It was also oh, 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 that's a massive over spot. <laughs> if the Sens play Corpusalo on Saturday, who the fuck is the Sens backup? I don't know, but I'm going to be hitting that over as soon as it pops. Uh, their backup's Anton Forsberg, who is actually probably oh, okay. one of the better backups in the league. So maybe yeah, he end up being better than Corpusalo. But still, but yeah, that, that that should be a seven. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For for the Saturday game though, Lightning minus one ten, hit the over, hit them both hard, and and probably hit the Lightning puck ladder team total too. This is uh, hopefully not not a spot where we get screwed like we did on opening night or on Wednesday with the Penguins. No, that's what it was. It was opening night. Yeah. Um. All right. We have one seven thirty game. We have the Sabers at the Islanders. Uh, Islanders slight home favorites minus one thirty. Sabers are plus one ten. Over-unders at 6, both paying off minus 110. My only play for this one is the under 6, minus 110. Uh, Sabres could not score against Sorokin. I don't think they will have scored that much against Sorokin and the defensive Islanders team. Islanders team doesn't have much offense. You know, The Sabres hopefully have you know enough defense to keep the Islanders off the board for too many. Uh, this is already down to 5.5 at FanDuel with the over heavily favored, but I think under 6, minus 110 is the play here. Seems that way. Islanders, the last team to play. I think that they're the only team 
playing their first game on Saturday. Uh, every other team, I believe, have played a game beforehand. So, yeah, another home opener here. Kind of like the Islanders. Sabres are kind of pitiful against the Rangers. I don't know how much that is on the the Rangers shutting them down, but the yeah, but the Sabres did not look good. Um, yeah, going down in the same state here to the city, Manhattan, Long Island, whatever the fuck it is. Um, I like the Islanders here at minus one thirty. I think that they are the uh, still the better team. Sabres are up and coming, but you got to go with the with the more uh, proven quantity with the Isles, Sorokin is, is uh, the best goal in the league and all that. So, yeah, it's it's uh, right now I'm, I'm looking at the Isles, but I think you're right about the under as well. Yeah, I would probably lean to the, lean to the Isles there as in their in their home opener, too. Uh, all right, got one 8 o'clock game, the Kraken at the Blues in St. Louis. It's a pick on a minus 110, over under 6.5. That's also uh, both at minus 110. I guess if if anything in this, I, I would probably lean to the the Kraken, but they've scored one goal through two games against Vegas and Nashville. St. Louis lost in a shootout to Dallas, so probably the best bet is just the under six and a half at minus one ten. Right, they had a historical shooting percentage, scoring percentage last year, and now it's kind of regressing already through two games, having only that one goal. Um, so yeah, but I I still like the Kraken as the better team, more more depth. Um, built up top to bottom pretty solidly. Blues kind of uh, all over the place. I think the, the Blues will be fine when they're healthy, but I do expect a few injuries to pop up, and in that case, their their depth will be threatened even more. But for now, I still like the Kraken a little bit better. Um, yeah, like I, I saw them play against the, the Knights that first period. They, they looked like they were really sharp. They looked on top of the game, but then uh, you know, there's a couple squeaky goals and. Uh, I don't know. The, the the momentum turned. So I think the Kraken had more potentially than the Blues. Blues were carried by Bennington, especially towards the second half of the game against the Stars. Um, but yeah, that was a divisional game and all that. But I, I think the Kraken come come in here and and fix things up. Like losing two games in a row, you don't want to go down 0 three to start the season. Uh, out of Pickham, I think the Kraken had a better team, so I will take them here uh, against the Blues and. Lean to the under, I guess. Uh, under six and a half or minus one ten. I mean, the Kraken are, uh, like I said, not exactly uh, scoring in droves, and and the Blues don't have a lot of offensive talent either. So, yeah, and and uh, you know, Pennington is apparently I learned today is at a very good. Uh, um, he's very good in his first game of the season for whatever reason, but um, I don't know if that'll carry on here. Uh, and their own home opener. But uh, still, I, I like the under and I like the crack in here, but I haven't I haven't bet either just yet. Um, all right, we got a few late games here going down to 10 o'clock. We've got, we got a rematch. Vancouver Canucks at the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Oilers are minus 205. Oilers on the puck line are plus 120. Canucks are plus 170. Canucks on the plus one and a half puck line are minus 140. Over-unders at seven. Over paying off plus 110. Under at minus 130. What do you got for this uh, rematch here? Oh, well, I already bet the Oilers against the Canucks and Vancouver. Nah, that was about 50 cents difference here between this line and that. Um, so I guess I got to go back to the well, unless I just totally rearranged my ratings based on that, that one result, which I can't really do. Although I did like, I did like Demko and the Oilers goaltenders, both of them, especially Jack Campbell opening the game and whatnot. He was absolutely pitiful, a couple unlucky goals, whatever between the both of them, but still. Um, they did not make the saves that mattered, and their power play did not look good against the Canucks penalty kill. So 
that's what makes me a little bit more apprehensive about playing the Oilers in this spot. Uh, so I've, you know what, like a sneaky, a sneaky under seven here at minus one thirty. I don't know. This line might go up though, so it's it's not an immediate bet. You gotta you gotta monitor this thing. If it, if it starts going, if it starts going down, then you, you gotta get on top of it. But I think it'll go the other way after after that eight one performance and people thinking that the Oilers power play will get going, Oilers goal scoring will get started. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh it's kind of a pass here though. I, you know the. the my ratings still lead me to the Oilers side, but after what I saw in, in, in that kind of matchup, it like Rick Tockett might might have figured it out. Um, the Oilers power play, so you, you you can't count on that. Um, so yeah, I lean to the under, lean to the Oilers, but again, haven't bet it yet. Yeah, I actually uh, lead the other way. I, I I bet a little bit on the Canucks at plus one seventy. I just think this is too high of a line for the for the Oilers after the Canucks beat them a one. I know it's obviously. We're the home opener, gonna gonna have some juice there, and their their power play will probably score a goal. McDavid will probably score one, ha- have a few points, but I think the Canucks here, it's it's a bit of a misprice. I mean, you don't want to overreact, obviously, too much to one game, but it, you know, I mean, plus 170, I think, is a decent value there. And then I think for for this total, though, I'm just gonna just gonna stay away. I mean, maybe the public will make make the over enticing enough or make the under enticing enough, but. As of now, I'm just going with the Canucks at plus 170. Uh, all right, 10 o'clock again. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks, I think, for the first time this season at the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Golden Knights are huge favorites, minus 355. Golden Knights' puck line is minus 145. Ducks are plus 280. Ducks' puck line is plus 120. Over-under is six. Uh, over minus 120. Under plus 100. Uh, I saw Leo Carlson is probably not going to play these first few games. Due to an injury, uh, I, I have no play on this one. I, I can't lay minus 300 this early in the season, even against the Ducks. You're right. This is the first time the Ducks play. I was wrong about the Islanders. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, this is the biggest favorite of the year so far. Minus 355 for the Knights, um, at least in terms of these uh, softer openers. But, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's a tough one to lay that this early in the season, especially with the Knights going back and forth, back and forth. You know, Vegas going down to San Jose and then back to Vegas. Anaheim are just, just I don't know when, when they're going to show up in Vegas, but hopefully they don't get too drunk and then they have the whole fucking summer to get their partying over with. It's time to get down to business. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to lean to the Ducks or uh, give me the fucking Ducks. Uh, plus 280. Let's do it. Uh Lean to the over six minus one twenty. Ducks, ducks are chaos. Uh, if John Gibson isn't making the saves, there's going to be goals. Ducks had the worst defense last year and probably in like the last twenty years. Um, so yeah, I think that there will be goals in this one. Mm. Knights are good defensively. Knights have had some good goaltending, but still, the Ducks are just nuts, man. And uh, that's why I think that we'll, we'll see some chaos in this one. Um, so yeah, give me, give me the, give me the over, I guess. Uh, again, haven't bet this, but uh, leaning towards the Ducks and the over. Yeah, I think that's probably the only way. Only way you can lead. Maybe, uh, maybe a duck puck line, and maybe you see, if you see an overtime or a close game. But I mean, plus two eighty is probably enough to throw, you know, half unit, quarter unit on and hope for some chaos. All right, the other ten, last ten o'clock game here. We got your Colorado Avalanche at the San Jose Sharks. Game itself is at the Shark Tank. Uh, Avs are minus two forty five. Avs puck line is minus one hundred five. Sharks are plus two hundred. Sharks puck line is minus one fifteen. 
over under a six and a half over at minus 105 under at minus 115 uh what do you think about your abs here going to san jose well the sharps are absolutely pitiful i'm still watching this game i don't even know how they're still in this one nights nights look like crap too but the, the sharks have nothing going offensively uh, as you would expect after losing the only guy who provided them any offense or two guys really in timo meyer and, and eric carlson so I don't, I don't see how the Sharks score in this one. So I like the under six and a half minus 115. Avalanche turned into a good defensive team. Oh, just let's just say that. The Knights score four to one for the Knights. Uh, so long for my, my Sharks plus 220. <laughs> but anyway, uh, for this one, the Sharks, they didn't score. So uh, I don't see that they're going to score against the Avs, who have an elite defense. And, and Georgiev looked as good as ever in the game against the Kings. So yeah, I like the under in this one, and I like the abs to just uh, just kick some ass here. I mean, the the, the Knights were bigger favorites, and uh, I don't think that the Knights are a better team than the Avalanche. So you're getting cheaper price for the abs to beat the Sharks? Absolutely, I, I like that quite a Um, hello. Something like hello. All right, I, I can hear you again now. I can hear you again now. Yeah. Okay. When's the last time you heard me? What's the last uh, thing I said? Just, just before I said hello. So you, you said you, you think the Avs are a better team than the, than the Golden Knights. So. Yeah, yeah. I bet I bet the Avs puck line. Thinking it'll be the same kind of game as today. Um. So yeah, it's, it's Avs, and I think the. Uh, it's not correlated, but the under six and a half here just just um don't don't think the Sharks will score too many goals. So the Sharks team total under if you want to go that route, but I think the best play for me is, is the Avs uh, puck line. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I bet for this one. Avs puck line minus 105. Uh, it's interesting what you said there about the total. Because, yeah, the, the under six and a half is anti-correlated. But, like, it, it makes sense. Because you could see a game like tonight's game where the Knights are up 4-1 and the Avs win, like, 4-1, 5-1. Because the Sharks just, they're not going to score many goals. But you also have to be wary about the Avs putting up five or six themselves. So I may just stay away from the total and just stick with the uh, the Avs puck line there at minus 105. And then we have one 10:30 game to close out the slate. Pretty good game here too. We got the Carolina Hurricanes at the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Kings are plus 105. Kings are minus 125. Over unders at six. Both over and under paying off minus 110. Uh, I picked against my Canes in, in their season opener. They shoved it down down my throat there with the uh, win against the Sens 5-3. I also picked the Kings in their home opener. Um, they lost 5-2. So. I'm going going that going with Canes here. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes minus 125. Um, you can get it at minus 115 still at a Camby book. I think you know minus 125 is fine though. Better team. Um, that's that's pretty much it. I think there should be higher favorites. Uh, Carolina played well against Ottawa. Uh, should have been lower scoring as well. There were I think six goals in the third period of that one. And the the Kings game probably could have been a little bit lower scoring. The Avs run up the score there with five. So. Yeah, I like the like the the Hurricanes here at minus 125, and I also lean to the under six at uh, minus 110. But Carolina money line is my only bet so far. Right. Another uh, observation in terms of this line is that the Hurricanes are the same price as the Avs were against the Kings a couple days ago, uh, minus 125, uh, whereas the Hurricanes are projected to be a better team. 
uh, in terms of their point total and in terms of their um, you know the general market rating, but it's not showing that here. So I expect this line to go up for the Hurricanes. They are the better team. The Kings did not do anything too impressive in that game. I know they had you know the, their fair share of shots, but not exactly a ton of high danger opportunities. And uh, yeah, they gave up a bunch of open space to the to the Avalanche, and I think that the Hurricanes can also take advantage of that. Um, kind of similar teams in a way, just uh, trying to get shots to the net. Uh, and I think the Hurricanes' defense will win out. Their penalty kill is, of course, one of the best in the league every season. So yeah, I think the Hurricanes is the play here. Also lean to that under six. Uh, just uh, two two more two teams that are basically built from the back up. So uh, that, that, that that kind of cancels out each other's offense. So yeah, Hurricanes and under. Yeah, it's worth noting it is the first half of a back-to-back for the Canes. Uh, mm. They play in Anaheim on Sunday, so I imagine they would. But but the Canes are a team where it doesn't matter if they start Anderson, or if they start Ranter, if they bring up Cucci from the AHL to start. Like the, the Canes are gonna you know play well in front of their goalie either way. So like some teams, th- th- there's a big big gap between the starter and the backup, but. For the Hurricanes, it's it shouldn't be too much of a difference. 100%. Um, all right. That was the 14-game slate for Saturday, October 14th there. Uh, you got anything else on that slate, or you want to move on to our to our best bets here? Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's get our next losers out. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, you want to go with the first pick here? Um. I got a few to choose from, but let's go with the Penguins on Friday. Minus 120 against the Capitals. I think that they bounced back from that shitty performance against the Blackhawks. They got to be, they got to have some kind of pride here. Hopefully Dubas doesn't fuck this whole thing up. Um, <laughs> and I think the Capitals are shit. So I think minus 120 is still cheap. Give me the pens here. Friday, I guess it's a Friday night, four, 7 o'clock. Um, uh, all right. Give me and the then- pens. Yeah, Pens are a good pick there. Uh, I, I'm between the Jets or the Lightning, both of my two-unit plays for for Saturday. I, I'm torn because I, I, like, I want to go with the Jets because they're home and, and, and the Panthers are horrible on the road. And yeah, no, I, I'm going Jets at, at uh, minus 110 at home against the Panthers. I think that's... I could see the Red Wings coming up with a big home win over the Lightning easier than I could see the, the Panthers winning in Winnipeg. So Winnipeg minus 110 saturday at uh i believe 4 p.m eastern my best bet for the show um all right that'll pretty much do it here anything else before we close it out no i'm good all right make sure you are subscribed to the hockey given podcast where you listen to your podcast and that's on spotify or apple make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review if you have not already we appreciate those a lot especially here early in the season as you know you're finding new listeners new listeners are looking for for you know good hockey betting shows and you know what if you think we're a good one let people know so uh leave us a five-star rating and review follow us on twitter at hockey sgpn and then make sure you get in the discord uh sg.pn slash discord is the short link you can just search sports Gaming podcast network if you're already in a different discord uh, channel there or you can reach out to the hockey Twitter account or myself on Twitter, and we'll point you in the right direction. And uh, I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And I'm Joel Martin. You'll find me hitting up the bars and clubs in San Francisco for the next few days. Heading back down to the States. Ooh, yeah. Fuck yeah, America. The house is so...
America. Fuck yeah. There you go. See ya. Thank you.